0: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the radio show-turned-podcast too-beautiful-to-live. I'm Bobby Pape, and I am back this week for your Week in Review on Fridays. Yes, Fridays, starting now. We give you a special talk with A-10, looking back at a time in TBTL history. And you just heard Mike and Christy talk with Megan about Super String Theory And the song written by Jen Flash Andrews and accompanied by Dave Bazan. If you haven't gone back and listened to that yet, please do. It is a gem from guest producer Doug Schreckengost. But this is a Monday and we're here to recap your latest week of TBT All That Was. And I am joined, as almost always, from our Everett studios by one and only the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good morning, Christy. Hello. And down in Austin, Texas, the second most attractive host we have from Texas, Mike Frizzell. Good morning,
1: Mike. Howdy, y'all.
0: Meredith Mahan is not with us this week. Uh, She has a cat-related issue. We wish her the best. We'll keep everybody posted on that. So you've got the three of us guiding you through your last week that was. We'll start with some LRB business, followed by that week in review, including your clip of the week, then some housekeeping. And then we'll talk to you about how you can get involved. But first some LRB business to start off this episode. And guys, we didn't talk about this before we started, but I think we must discuss the best of Western Washington, best local podcast contest. Well, Bobby,
1: I I scrolled when I, when I heard them start talking about it on TBTL this week, and they, they mentioned all these podcasts, all their friends and they didn't mention us at first. And so I went to the site and started scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And we were probably seven pages deep in the in the podcast before they started later in the show they actually mentioned us and threw their weight behind us and uh, i think we have a little groundswell going yeah
0: i think so we are currently as of this taping in ninth place voting runs through october 25th it is extremely easy to sign up and vote not that i would ever encourage you to sign up with more than one email address but um You don't need to go through any verification steps Mm -hmm. on your email address. You just fill out the form and then vote. It's very quick. And you can do that at best.king5.com. But more importantly, all of the information for this is on our Facebook page at Little Red Bandwagon, as is the announcement about a contest. Uh, We are not above putting all the pressure we can on you to help us win this contest but we've decided to do it with carrots instead of the sticks that Christy usually uses for the archive project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have a contest for you and we're going to give away some prizes based on people who vote for us in this little contest for the best of Western Washington in the spirit of Glengarry Glen Glenn Ross, your top prize. And this will be a drawing of anyone who votes for us and posts to our Facebook page or sends us an email to show us that they did. Your top prize is going to be some LRB stickers for your Cadillac Eldorado. Second prize is a set of steak knives and third prize is you're fired. So (laughs) get out there, go to the Facebook page for details. We really do have a set of steak knives for second place. I picked them up this week and, uh, do everything you can to put your weight behind us. We are officially sort of endorsed by Luke and Andrew.
1: And I am, uh, I'm good. I'm not above intimidating people into voting. In fact, I waded into this podcast today, and I let Bobby know that I drove here in a thirty-five thousand dollars clean diesel TDI, and he drove here in a Yaris.
0: <laughs> the funny part is that mine was the one that was better for the environment.
1: I know, I know. It's, who, who knew? I guess a few people knew.
2: And of course, I didn't even. Know that we were nominated. Whoever nominated us, thank you so much. Yes. Um, yes. But now I'm obsessed. Now Mm -hmm. I really want to win this.
0: I just love the idea of a podcast about a podcast being the best podcast (laughs) in Western
1: (laughs) Washington. Sure. Next year we'll hand it off to the tribute podcast about us. Yes.
0: Absolutely. One other quick note the TBTL live show, TBTL 2K, coming up the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Mike, feel free to put your earmuffs on for just a second. Mm. Uh, I will be coming. I'm excited to say, so I look forward to seeing all of you Seattle tens and all of you people who are coming out like I am for this special event. So somebody la tap like and let him know la 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 you
1: can start listening again.
2: But there's going to isn't there going to be a Dallas meetup?
1: Yes, we are gonna have a Dallas meetup. Uh Ashley Gilliam, I think, is hosting. The meetup and uh, Emily and I are going, and Meredith and her husband are going, and there I think there are about uh, there are at least ten or fifteen other Dallas tens that uh, we will be inviting. So we are going to be getting together and listening live.
2: Yeah, all the cities are having these little parties, and I'm actually having a lot of FOMO about. I wish I could go to one of those satellite parties or all of them.
1: Actually, you're such an event hog. I mean, stop it. I know.
2: <laughs> I want them to scatter it so that I can just hop from one to the next
1: (laughs) come on christy let us throw us a bone let us have something
0: (laughs) all right kids let's get on to our weekend review starting with monday episode number 1967 and you will know us by the smell of our shirts we get a special listener created audio intro to the show followed by luke letting us know that he is at burbank springs and has not showered (laughs) since he was in portland doing live wire over the weekend uh Similarly gross, Andrew explains that he has a sweat towel and then moves on to elaborate that it's in fact a paper towel, which sounds thoroughly oh, ineffective.
1: No.
2: And does he just hang it up and let it dry oh, and then use it? I, yeah, I
1: picture clothes pins.
2: This is well, this is Mike's level of cheap. It might even surpass your
0: cheapness.
1: But it's way, way past my level of grossness, though. I do right. not right. let things get that far.
0: There is a um there is a breeze, so that makes sense because the fan is on and the windows are open. It's kind of like glasses on, hair up.
1: Yeah. The summer yeah. seems to have gotten to him to the point where when summer started, he closed himself in the room so there'd be no noise and no fan. And now all bets are off. There's parades of emergency vehicles <laughs> going by. He has fans going. He, he's just not showering. He's just he he's he's, he's really given up. up. Yeah. I think that's yeah. how you put it.
0: Well, I'm glad that they pulled it together for a serious conversation about Rocktober <laughs> and analyzing the difference between a Monday <laughs> double shot and a two for Tuesday. <laughs> and recognizing that a Rock Block Wednesday has at least three songs in it. Yeah. Though I always thought that a Rock Block was at least four. I always thought, I don't know, like that's a square.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's I a good know. point. That's a good point. Do
2: uh, radio stations still do this?
1: Who listens to the radio? I I don't know. Yeah,
0: what's radio?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if I listen to radio, then it's talk radio. So I don't know anything about this.
1: If I find myself listening to uh, more than a little bit of radio, I'm really disappointed in myself for not playing ahead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My guess is that they're still doing it because the same grizzled old guys who've been hosting classic rock midday and drive time shows are the people who've been doing it since like the 90s. I think that's usually a claim to fame for classic rock stations that this guy's like going to die in that chair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's always just these really old burnouts. So yeah, I doubt anything has changed. They're probably still playing off cassette tapes and CDs and vinyl from time to time. The
1: whole, the whole, um, the whole thing about classic rock and really all, all of the stations that, uh, that do these formats anymore. It's all about getting in some serious uh, cigarette time. Right. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Right. You need those break songs. When I was, uh, I spent one year as a DJ at my college radio station and I hosted one night a week, a jazz show because someone had to do it. And it was great because I could put on a song, you know, a 35 minute track, get some homework done, go get some dinner, use the bathroom, Mm -hmm. come back to the studio. Nothing happened.
1: And Meredith's husband was just jazzed out. That's right.
2: (laughs) He was your only listener.
0: Yeah, that's right. W.R.U.B. The Rub. College radio at the University of Buffalo. Some talk of the 2000 show. Speaking of live radio, uh, the TBTL 2K will be on Cairo 97.3 FM for two hours on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how much they had to pay to get that that uh, paid programming ad time.
1: Well, I think they just had to refund a little bit of money to the Boner Pill people and the FanDuel people. <laughs> and that was it.
0: Christy, you've had some opinions on this. You were at the 1,000th show, and that was a show that was live on Cairo. Tell us about how that impacts the live event.
2: The pausing for commercials is kind of annoying. Um, I'm glad that they cut it down to two hours because really what happens is they let us in, and um, you file in your seats, and they have to start on time because it's on the radio, People just want to talk. They want to mill around. They want to do what you normally do at a TBTL event. But you have to just hurry in, file, sit down, be quiet because, you know, it's on the radio. Um, Some people don't listen to that and they start heckling, which is really annoying. Mm. And then they have to pause for commercial in which you just kind of sit there and are quiet as well. And they don't interact with the audience at all. Sometimes Luke will say, can you guys hear us back there? Or... Is everyone excited? You know, just like little stuff because then the commercials are back. So um, three hours of that is way too, way too much because what we want it to just be, it should just be one hour of us sitting and then an hour to two hours mingling around and everyone hanging out. So I'm glad it's two hours. Uh, Yeah. So we'll see. I don't like the not swearing thing either because I feel like Mm -hmm. they're, they won't be themselves. Especially, right. And we'll get to
0: that because Andrew is very concerned about that. Oh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, let's move on to Hudson News. Uh, still has porn for all of your traveling needs.
1: <laughs> I, I know. I, what is that? I always I walk by there and I go, really? Like, this is what I'm going to buy. And then I'm going to sit on the plane next to somebody's 12 <laughs> year old daughter and just thumb through the porn.
0: I get a weird feeling when I'm on a plane and I see someone, fl- you know, GQ or yeah. something equally stupid. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Um, I guess you're buying it to scroll away to when you get to your airport hotel. I don't know. Yeah. For all those insightful articles.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think when you buy one of those things, you should have to sign something that says, I don't know how the internet works. (laughs) (laughs) I think Uh, you're just saying that it's, it's understood. (laughs) It is. Yeah, you're right. Right. Just possession means you don't understand the world.
0: We'll come back around to that because, um, magazine pornography is just one of the themes of this week's shows Mm -hmm. in my notes i just wrote prada lady slide and i can't remember her name but fancy lady from prada has a slide in her office christy
2: this is a really stupid idea (laughs) it's so stupid and um as someone that works at a startup and they or it started as a startup i guess um there's lots of little kitschy things that that they try to do um mine doesn't do this But I I know that in that world, there's lots of kitschy things that they try to do, like, oh, we're zany. We have a slide. We slide everywhere. Um, Someone on the Stens page, which was my favorite, so I went and found it. Sasha Hayes says, I used to work in an office that had a slide and it was awesome for about a week. After that, it started to feel like bacon and mustaches of office gimmicks. (laughs) And I wish they had spent money on getting us a better dental plan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I believe somebody posted under that, Lisa needs braces. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I
2: mean, it just is, as someone who also does the corporate insurance, this makes the insurance go up, but no one benefits from it. Mm, it's ridiculous i would have rather had something that you know like at old banks or sometimes
1: oh the pneumatic tube right
2: yes that would be (laughs) awesome i need that to go to the mail hey frazel
1: frazel get in here Here I am, boss.
2: Or to just get stuff from place to place. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Once like, every oh. couple
0: of months, I love going through that drive-through line at the bank just for the hell of it. Hey. I could use an ATM, but I'd much rather put my $100 deposit in a tube that has to get blown in and out of the bank.
1: <laughs> I tried to rob a bank like that once. Didn't, didn't work. <laughs> they, Wait, they, so- they, they sent the note back because I hadn't signed it. <laughs>
0: But to say you didn't have a gun you just had a note that said you had a gun but yeah. that's okay because a gun would have never fit net No
1: no no they said let's see the gun I I tried to put it in the tube it wouldn't fit But he, <laughs> here's the thing I say yes to a slide no, in the office Mike. for for two reasons one when the work day's over or it's Friday afternoon the work week is over uh I want a slide that it comes up from like like five floors and then it hits the bottom floor and comes up to the main floor like a dinosaur tail. like on. A... <laughs> so it, shoot, it shoots you out if you want to get out and work that way. So that's one slide I'm in favor of. The other is if you decide to have it in the big boss's office and it's just right below the floor of where he fires people and just. Oh, yeah. Like if the floor
2: pulls away. Yeah.
1: Okay. And then just slide yeah. slides you right out of the building. And then they throw all your shit down the slide after you.
0: <laughs> Mike, what yeah. was it like working for Mr. Slate in your younger years?
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be – I would co-sign those ideas. But I just imagined you're in this kind of quiet office. All you hear is keyboards and you decide to use the slide and you're like, wee, you know, as you go down. And then you just are in a quiet office and everyone just looks at you.
1: And I'm sure there'd be some lazy ass temp or something that would sit in that slide and smoke. So you're going to go down oh, the yeah. slide and smash right. You're going to
2: have nappers. You're going to yeah. get nappers in you're there. You're going to
1: get some <laughs> nappers.
0: Our top story from Monday was all about not showering, as that's a theme that carried over from the previous week. Apparently, a a, a alleged scientist has developed oh, a spray. God. Was that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that balances your biomes so that you can go for years at a time without showering, and it's okay except for all of the people in your life who aren't you.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And dude, dude, his reason for not showering was he said it was a waste of time. Like he's fucking curing cancer over there. Sorry, Aiden. I'm sure this guy's a total <laughs> waste of skin.
2: Is. You know, cause they have that thing where the, the old stories or whatever, and it could be a lie is that Steve jobs wore the same thing every day. So he didn't have to waste brain power on thinking about what he wanted to wear.
1: Yeah. But I bet he didn't well, smell bad.
0: you. They- They say that about like the president too, like Barack Mm -hmm. Obama doesn't pick Mm -hmm. on his outfits or choose what he's going to have for lunch because there's just no reason to waste his time on those decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Like if you want to be one of those people who opens your closet and you have 10 of the same pairs of pants and 10 of the same shirt, you just grab one. That's a lot different than not bathing.
1: Yeah. It doesn't affect me. If you wear the same, same thing every day, who doesn't like to shower.
0: Yeah. Right. And that's a perfect point. Andrew says, you know, Half the time he's in the shower is for entertainment. Mm. <laughs> and then he apologizes to the state of California. Well,
1: well, and yeah, there are guys like Jeremy, too, who are in there for, quote unquote, entertainment as well. When they waterproof mm. all their de- devices, we know what they're doing in there. I don't think Andrew's doing that. but But I think there are a lot of people who really recreationally use the shower, if you mean teenagers well, and Jeremy.
2: Do you mean that Andrew isn't in there starting Twitter fights or trying to get free stuff? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's only really does in the or,
1: show. Or looking at uh, pictures of himself in a pumpkin patch and getting himself off.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't make us make that the show picture. Mike.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he he did that and he he's like, take this one, take this one for Emily.
1: Oh man. <laughs> I, 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 unfortunately, she was walking by me when I got the picture and I turned my computer around and showed her and she just fainted. and almost hurt her head. So Aww. thanks a lot, Jeremy.
2: Yeah, thanks. He said, should I take off my shirt?
1: Oh, God. I'm surprised he asked. No he just Kidding. usually ask.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, what I was like, family day? I, I think it was Luke who mentioned that this scientist is on the fast track to being a guest on
1: Coast to Coast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Yeah yeah he just just one rich kazarian booking away from the am coast to coast slot um
0: we had some cologne talk uh and andrew actually grabbed a bottle of his cologne and spritzed it on the air so we could smell it Mm -hmm. which i thought was really funny
1: (laughs) bobby are you a cologne wearer
0: i am not usually i have uh a couple of different bottles of cologne Uh, And I would say once every few months I'll, I'll sort of see one and I'll say, yeah, sure. This is the day for that. But almost always I don't.
1: Did, did that um, talk? I'm not either. Uh, I think you should just try to smell decent as a human on your own without assistance. Right. But, um, but I'm willing to, to, you can, you can wear your cologne. That's fine. As long as it's just your cologne I'm smelling and not it mixed in with some funk, but the the part when they were like talking about taking their own shirts and then and then Andrew was talking about taking his dad's shirt out of the closet and being charmed by their own cologne and stink and I, that made me uncomfortable.
0: Well, that's like smelling an X in kind of an obsessive way, like. But it's you, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I get Luke, it. You know, you had some good times with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. Andrew's a different story. Um, yeah, no, much like them, though, I have two, two bottles of cologne. I have Curve for Men, the cologne that I wore in high school. Curve. Because it was a gift from my high school sweetheart. Okay. And so I wore that. That was my bottle. Like, if I ever ran out or felt inspired to buy some, that's what I bought for years and years. And then I have another one. Uh I don't know. I don't even know what it is that I think Sam got me a couple of years ago, and that's an occasional wear.
1: Isn't it called Prives for men? <laughs> <It's> a,
0: <laughs> oh, a good point though. Also, I have a bottle of Brute around here somewhere that I keep around to punish people.
1: Oh uh, well, and that, and if you put that on your Prives, that's punishing you. That's uh, <laughs> that'll sting. That's gonna sting. Uh,
0: Luke wants to be better about email. Uh, good luck with that, Andrew. <laughs> despite all his cleanliness uh wants most of the time put his keys in his mouth and told us all about it (laughs) (sighs) yeah just worth noting and then we get into a conversation about uh replacements for alex trebek
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh i meant to think about this all week and didn't so i don't have any names (laughs) to add to this list but names that that came up
1: i like that you had a to-do list think about jeopardy hosts. well well none it's clear that none of us watch a lot of jeopardy so if we're going to talk about it we 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 do have to do a little homework i guess
0: right i just you know i like the hodgman idea i see i i agree with the thought that it shouldn't be a comedian though
2: hmm. what about mo Rocca? that was brought up
0: he's but like i don't know it needs to be someone who mm-hmm. will just keep the game moving and not get in the way and you know, Hodgman he's like loves your, himself too. You're a
2: uh, vocal doppelganger. Do you know? Yeah. You Me and Hodgman?
0: Like a- oh god. Hey, I'll take <laughs> I'll take that because he has made a lot of money.
1: <laughs> oh, hey, I know. Way I mean, I last can ride week John I said I'd put on Scott leather I'll pants it. if it meant that I could have the success that he had. Yeah, you can put on the, <laughs> yeah. the ill-fitting suit that John Hodgman <laughs> wears and go collect his checks. Your <laughs> sure? Go for it.
0: I will be a PC if that's what it takes. uh Dan Patrick came up, hosts Sports Jeopardy, right? uh Brian mm-hmm. Williams, I thought was actually mm-hmm. a really good idea. Like, he needs somewhere to land.
1: Mm-hmm. He can and no read, one doesn't have he to can run a room. For sure, his why not? Right. Um, <laughs> uh
0: Kenny Main, I actually thought was also a pretty good idea. Yeah. But again, I think he'd be too busy being funny. I really like Kenny Main. And this week, I posted to the Stens page when. Uh, just a little bit of sports talk. When Marshawn Lynch came to Buffalo years and years ago, he did a segment with Kenny Maine for main event where he goes to his two favorite places in Buffalo, which is <laughs> Applebee's and Dave and Buster's.
1: <laughs> well, you got to hit the local spot. If you're going to get stuck drafted by Buffalo, Marshawn, you got to hit the emphasize the local eateries like <laughs> Applebee's <laughs> and Dave and Buster's
0: <clears throat> that that's the gist of it. Yeah. And, uh, it's worth a watch. I'll make sure that it gets posted somewhere around the show. Uh, other names that came up, mm-hmm. Jesse Thorne, terrible idea. Gwyneth Paltier, terrible mm-hmm. idea. Chris Hardwick was Veeve's idea.
1: Eh. He loves himself eh. too much. I don't think he's I don't think he's tall enough to mm-hmm. see over the lectern, so he's out.
0: <laughs> Just reminds me of when Nerd Out Loud tried to have a rivalry with the Nerdist. <laughs> oh,
1: I forgot about that. Yeah. that's A yeah, yeah. hammer and a nail can't have a rivalry. It's been noted right. before. Right.
0: Uh, in deprives talk, I'm not even <laughs> waiting all episode for it. Uh, Luke Luke would like an elegant, somewhat funny, not rude or offensive term for lady parts. Actually, not just for lady parts, but it started as that. But I think he just means non gendered uh, sex organs. Well,
1: when you say lady parts, though, see right away it's confusing because he's talking about he's trying to talk about the outside of the lady parts, right? Cause lady parts, when you say it to me, I think like the lady parts, the, the, the plumbing what's inside, you know what I mean? Well,
0: this is the problem with this terminology mm-hmm. is that it's so what's your, what's your base running? What's our base running? Where'd you yeah. grow up? Uh, but prives <laughs> is the term that Luke lands <laughs> on for over generic bathing suit area. talk. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know you two like it based on your names in our recording <laughs> chat today.
1: Uh, Mine should have been construction dust in my prives, but I think that was too many characters.
0: Oh God. Drywall prives. It's not drywall
1: prives. Yeah, exactly. I knew you'd do do it better than I did.
0: Well, that's what I'm here to do. (laughs) Can we go into no point conversion for a second? And I don't want to spend too much time on this. I think I say that every week, but uh, I would, if I had to uh, encapsulate Luke's opinion about the Seahawks in one sentence. I wrote it in our notes. We're not awful. We just need offense and defense.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Seahawks have been pretty darn average this year. A few things go either way. They would have either have a a pretty good record or a much worse record. So I mean, they're just not the dominant team they were. But what got me during um, TBTL Extra Pointless, and I'm going to defend Luke a lot this week, but not on this. He doesn't really follow football outside of the Seahawks and a little bit of the Huskies. He doesn't really follow it. He doesn't have time to do it. He's, he's in, mm-hmm. he's in that house just working on that house all the time right. and he, or he's traveling. So, um, so he says some things that are pretty embarrassing. And the most embarrassing thing he said, I think we were almost listening to this at the same time, Bobby, and we were chatting about it. He was talking about uh, how the Seahawks were going to beat all these teams coming up because these other teams don't have the horses, To beat the Seahawks. And one of the teams that he named that doesn't have the horses to beat the Seahawks uh, were the undefeated Carolina Panthers. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Now, we talked about this because uh, Cam Newton is a starting quarterback in one of my fantasy Mm -hmm. teams. And so I keep a closer eye on the Panthers than I do on a lot of teams in the NFL. Um, And I agree with you. I think the Seahawks can beat the Panthers if things fall right, especially at you know, century link and uh, all that, but it's going to be a (laughs) close game. Like Luke has this preconceived notion of from years ago, how all these teams sort of generally are. Right. And he uses that on a quick up or down, whether or not, and I know home field advantage matters, but to Luke, I think it means if they're at home, they will win. Well, he
1: thinks they're still trotting Jake to low him out there.
0: (laughs) So I'm not criticizing Luke and Andrew for their sports commentary, because I don't come to the TPTL no point conversion for sports commentary. That's yeah. what hang up and listen to this for. Yeah. I'm criticizing them for, for being bad fans.
1: Well, yeah, you you got that perspective. I've been dealing with that kind of fan my whole life. Christy and I have been dealing with those people yeah. our whole lives, mm-hmm. So it doesn't bother us as much. I mean, I hearing Luke talk about the Seahawks, it's kind of quaint. It, it's 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 like like hearing an 11 year old kid talk about his team it's it's fun but when he st- tries to talk about other teams that that's when i get mad because i do keep pretty careful track of the league and it just makes me crazy
0: right and so my three and two bills are going up against the five and oh well, they don't have the
1: horses those bengals they didn't right
0: <laughs> Je- nobody has had the horses since elway retired we know jeff that. blake
1: jeff blake is not going to be able to beat the buffalo bills today <laughs>
0: oh god jim kelly and the k-gun we've got a chance <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah uh <laughs> find thurman's helmet get him back in tuesday 1968
0: a trip uh to our title Sonova beach <laughs> luke starts the show by saying he wishes he read more and listened to more music two things he could easily fix <laughs> <laughs> there's more talk of the prada slide Uh, Did we cover that already, or do we need to get back into it more? All right. Keys to the show for Tuesday. Uh, Andrew, in preparation for the live TBTL2K on radio, wants to curb his swearing from 100% in every show to 0% in every show. So he's going cold turkey on
1: swearing. You know, it seems like since he announced this, I mean, he's put it in his own head that he's going to swear. Like he, it, I didn't. I didn't notice that he'd been swearing a lot. But since he announced he isn't going to swear, he he has been swearing a lot. Yeah, and right. he quickly corrects himself.
0: I like that he starts explaining that, and they just throw the Saturday Night Cairo board op under the bus. Oh right,
1: right. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: they just assume that whoever's running the controls at Cairo won't be fast enough to catch their
1: swear. Sure, and I'm afraid that Andrew has created a situation where it's inevitable that he will swear. And I thought about this. Yesterday, um, I, was, I was listening uh, to the radio at, to the end of the Michigan-Michigan State game when all the Michigan punter had to do was to catch the snap, which came right to him, and punt the ball, just a quick one-step punt, and the game would have been over. But I know that guy was standing back there going, I'm not going to fumble this snap. I'm not going to fumble the snap. I'm and, then, mm-hmm. and then he just freaking knocked it right down, and they lost the game. And I'm afraid Andrew is just going to be, I'm not going to swear, I'm not going to swear. They're going to open his mic and he's going to go, fuckity, fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck, motherfucker, <laughs> cut, piss, shit. He's
2: going to get a case of the Tourette's. Yeah.
0: Right. So I on that show, I started tailing his swears and then I got distracted and I didn't do it for the rest of the week. But <laughs> I'm curious if any listeners out there want to start an Andrew Walsh swear yes. jar.
2: And then donate it Cause to Because I us. think
0: it would be really... <laughs> yeah exactly just give us the money that's fine we'll invoice him mm-hmm. we just need someone to keep track yeah so if anyone's interested in being lrb's official swear counter for the week shoot us a message and uh, we can have you report back next week or something we'll come up with something for I, you. i'll do
1: like i did with the how we paid StuBot. i'll match whatever <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right We'll talk about this off air, but we will come up with a lucrative compensation package. <laughs> Honestly, I think we'll just use Andrew's yes. money. He doesn't know he's agreed to it mm-hmm. yet, but maybe we'll charge him a quarter for every for every yeah. swear and just see how far yeah. we get. Uh, and we'll keep it all under the table. So somebody's going to make bank. Uh, our top story from Tuesday, Playboy, is eliminating nude pictures from its print magazines. Apparently, it's already done so from its website. I wouldn't know because... That's the last place I would look online. I for know, porn. isn't that
1: crazy? I would, I would look at like the uh, Food Network for you know to get off before I would look at Playboy online.
0: <laughs> uh, Andrew suggests that they should go to like a pinup model, but I believe it's Luke who quickly reminds him that that's every roller derby team <laughs> in America now. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, I didn't really know this because I don't follow the ins and outs of Penthouse. I get through the letters section and then mm. I'm done. Uh, apparently penthouse went the other way and failed at it i don't know how you go more hardcore than penthouse without going eastern european Mm -hmm.
1: but well i don't want to admit too much knowledge on this but i did go to prison so i can be i can Mm -hmm. be uh you know i have an excuse to have looked at magazine porn in the last x amount of years but penthouse just got weird they started doing stuff with a lot of stuff with peeing and if you're not into you know I mean, fine. Yes. Girls pee. I don't know what's sexy about it, but it was, it became like all about that. And, uh, I think it was just, maybe it was their founder or something, his idea. Oh, someone's uh, into it. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who's too influential, who is too into something too niche. Cause that's, I think that's what, what, uh, what led them down the wrong path.
0: So the lesson here is if you surround yourself with yes men, you're going to end up with water sports.
1: Yeah. 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 Like jet skiing
2: and boating.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Christy. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, So so this is the beginning of the end of Playboy, right? Or do they see themselves becoming a legitimate contender for things like Esquire and GQ? And uh, I don't know what other people read. I don't hit the Hudson News counter that often. I get Sports
1: Illustrated. That's about it. I don't know how many days my internet would have to be off before I wander down to the bodega and try to get myself a playboy i think it's too far gone
2: i'm not saying anything about playboy but i think everyone should buy magazines time magazine is a great one people magazine any of those
1: the bunny likes them all i'll tell you that
2: Yeah, everybody should buy
0: (laughs) magazines that was an impassioned uh sales pitch from christy they
2: they pay my paycheck
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh right your delicious delicious flatbread sandwich startup um, <laughs> I just like what you've done at South Station in Boston you've really added a really healthy option <laughs> next to the McDonald's and the Regina Pizzeria <clears throat> uh, the Matthew McConaughey commercial gets discussed um, I don't know what the hell's going on in that. I mean I get exactly what's going on in that commercial and it is making me talk about Lincoln's Uh, But only in how much I would never find Do you
1: think he got that sponsorship or they paid him, you know, an enormous amount of money to be in those commercials because of the movie The Lincoln Lawyer? (laughs) (laughs) It was
0: a backdoor thing. Like, that was a plan all along.
1: Because, yeah, I mean, I, I remember watching that movie. And before I watched the movie, I thought, what is this about Abe Lincoln or something? But it was about a lawyer that was in a Lincoln car. Right. So that must have given somebody the idea.
0: Maybe that was it. Maybe there was an ad executive who was exhausted and went home and flipped on HBO at three in the morning and Lincoln lawyer was on and he was like, Eureka. <laughs> yeah, this is, McConaughey. this is it. This is, this
1: will bring us back this from the dead.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk Zoe chase talking about Volkswagen and the Jack in the box guy, uh, and the controversy with VW, um, they played what I thought was a surprisingly long clip of Zoe Chase interviewing
1: these people. Yeah.
0: Um, it was good radio. It's just that it was somebody else's good radio.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I, I just, I'm just import- really against that. I think if you're doing a podcast, do your podcast. Don't just play some long, right. don't set up a clip and then play this long clip and then talk about the clip. That's lame. Don't ever, <laughs> ever do Who would that. Do that? Uh, idiots. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely not like twice yeah. a
1: week. God, it's disgusting. It's so lazy.
2: And definitely don't vote for that podcast no. on the Best of Western Washington.
1: Nope. Right. Especially when the podcast
0: they're ripping off is also in the running for the best podcast. <laughs>
1: Who would do that? Idiots.
0: Luke says he would still buy a VW and, and it is purely based on what he likes and finds uh, aesthetically attractive and comfortable and in the right price point and basically says that he's not saying... um environment and health be damned he's saying he's a terrible person because he thinks those things don't matter well
1: and i think he's just saying that he's like most other people yeah um like we we bought one of these cars we have a 2014 uh tdi passat actually it's emily's car i have a 2013 uh jetta which is a gas powered engine so i'm not affected by this but her car i guess lost 13 percent of its value like at least that's what they're saying Um, as soon as the announcement was made that those engineers at VW rigged it for emissions and yeah. And, and the, the company is, I guess they're making plans to, uh, I, I both fix and possibly financially compensate people on these vehicles. Um, what, what gets me, and I I can tell Luke's irritated by it too, is the self-righteousness of people. There's, they're, they're, they're going out and finding people that are, um, Claiming to have bought these cars as like good citizens of the earth. But let me tell you something. The reason we got this car, and I'm sure a reason a lot of people got this car, is because it's very, very powerful and it barely sips fuel. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, I had one too. So
2: it, I I was very passionate about this. <laughs> it is a too.
1: great engine. And and mm-hmm. and so this is why VW is not going to go under, and this is why they'll be back with a vengeance, is because they make great Goddamn engines mm-hmm. and and they they happened to have a, a couple people over there, maybe they were women, maybe the engineers were women <laughs> who who found a way to to cheat the emissions, which is genius it's evil genius, but uh, the the self righteous uh, n p r listening type people that that claim to have bought the car just because of the the low emissions. Um, yeah, they're going away. The people that are really up on the articles, like the, Chris Hayes was quoting from an article, you know, from the, the magazine that's about the Atlantic magazine, you know, something that nobody is ever going to see. So um, Americans, Europeans, when it really comes down to it, the mo- majority of us are pretty terrible people. And mm-hmm. we want a powerful car that is, is, is- very fuel efficient and that's what christy likes about the car that's Mm -hmm. what emily and i like about the car and we're not sorry yeah well and let me tell you something uh
2: this is just a blip volkswagen was sponsored by hitler and they're still a car company let's remember that it's an amazing uh, car no i
1: think it was stalin i think it was stalin (laughs) i'm gonna have to sharpshoot you on that one
2: um what i want to know is how what In comparison, so the TDI being um, regular or in its actual state, let's do some testing, environmental testing versus a Ford F 150 non diesel or whatever, any other car. What is the difference? So, Chris Hayes says that it's giving off these like deadly gases that are literally killing your family by (laughs) driving it. What is a normal car doing? yeah is it actually worse is this volkswagen actually giving off death fumes that's killing and no other car
1: does i think if it were giving off death fumes and and we're killing everybody we drove by i think it would have already been completely recalled
0: okay okay guys just
2: we're passionate about this calm down
0: take a sip of your fanta soda and uh I, I can't think of any other Nazi well, brands. Okay, can at I the tell
2: moment. you what I'm really upset about is that this was going to be my next car when I trade mine in in March, and now they're not going to be. Yeah, salons. you can't get it. Yeah. And they're probably yeah. even the used ones. They're probably going to do something to mess with it so that it doesn't get as good of gas mileage. Oh yeah, anymore. I
1: think they're going to ruin our cars, Christy. They're going <sighs> to they're going to ruin our car.
0: You guys are going to hell. First they uh, came for the
2: TDI's, <laughs> and I said nothing. <laughs>
0: Wow, that's whew, email from listener Joel. <laughs> we'll get back into this because we've got Chris Hayes tomorrow. But first, email from Lister Joel: he wore cologne once, got called out in the office for it. will never wear it Good again. Good for that
1: person that called him mm-hmm. out. Yep. Shame the shames.
0: Yep. Do it. One liner of the week came in this conversation. This spawned a conversation about deodorant and Luke being jealous of the other guys in the locker room who had deodorant. Mm-hmm. And didn't, and Andrew just says, what did you have
1: frozen milk? (laughs) (laughs) Which is terrible deodorant, by the way, as you get warmer.
2: It's just Mm. terrible. Um, The thing about this conversation is it was really sad because I also had this situation where it kind of was fend for yourself. If you, if you needed deodorant or any kind of other lady products, you just had to buy it for yourself. And that was fine when. I was 15 and 16 and had a job, but when you're 12 and 13, yeah. not so good.
1: It's a recipe for shoplifting.
2: Right. Or stealing.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tune in for LRB After Hours to find out more about Christy's awkward boys locker room stories <laughs> from her formative years. Um, Andrew got an email, or maybe it was a Facebook post, from a listener I think it was a Facebook post complaining about how annoying the Jeopardy theme on a the loop was. So <laughs> they did it again. Instead of apologizing, he
1: does it again. <laughs> well, the the annoying thing about that song is not that the the loop wasn't paying off. It's just that I don't know why. Is it just me? But that song is "I'm a Little Teapot," and I sing "I'm a Little Teapot" every time in my head when that thing's going off. So I can't take it.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I hadn't no, thought I'm of that to. before. Tip, Tip me, before. I, I mean, me over and head,
1: but... pour me out. Na, na, na. That's. Hmm.
0: I believe what you meant to say was, "Tip me over and pour me down, Yeah. Da, <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's no
1: payoff. I don't get the out. Yeah. I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that uh, when they
2: played it uh, both days, it went from, "Oh yeah, Jeopardy. Okay, this is fun," and you're humming along, and then you're like, "Okay, turn this fucking thing off," <laughs> to back to circling around like. And then it's stuck in your head for the whole day, both
0: days. Right. <clears throat> uh, Kelly, listener Kelly writes in about lady hosts as replacements for Alex Trebek. Um, it didn't terribly, it didn't really inspire interesting conversation, but um, just the thought that there was a shortage of them. And Andrew had suggested someone who's probably too old. Um, and then what did they, I didn't, uh, Faith Saley, I think came up. Basically any woman who's ever been a panelist on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, I think was mentioned briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was it.
1: Well, I what uh, struck me on Tuesday, I mean, I'm almost always amazed at what embarrasses Andrew. Uh he was embarrassed as a child to buy deodorant. No, it was a shaving cream. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're not you're not buying a dildo, dude. It, it's shaving cream. Right, not from the drugstore anyway.
2: <laughs> I c so I can see where his embarrassment is because I could see him going up there and having the clerk say Oh, you don't need this. And then that actually happened.
1: Right, but you could just, I mean, a... you got to be ready. Just say, "Oh, it's for my privs."
0: <laughs> Andrew went to a bar near his house and saw the actor who plays Stan from Mad Men kind of being um the big shot he Stan thinks he like.
1: is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get the feeling that guy's not acting on the show. <clears throat> He's kind of he kind of is that guy. Mhm. Yeah.
0: And that takes us to Wednesday, 1969. Totally safe at any speed. The Ralph Nader approved title. <laughs> Luke is in the city of subdued nicknames. Um, doing Kegel exercises. <laughs> More primes talk. Yeah. And he's broadcasting from his friend's garage because that's where they're staying. But apparently a realtor has taken over the house and he is uh, a refugee from the house at the moment. As the
1: week goes on, Bobby, I think... I, I'm getting the idea that this friend is having quote unquote realtors over every day just to further and further marginalize Luke and the podcast.
2: <laughs> well, you know what I said or what I thought is that this person doesn't know how to tell them they've overstayed their yeah. welcome, so she's going <laughs> to sell the house from underneath. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. She's very motivated. I would put an offer in on that house right now. I think you could get it for a song.
2: Can you imagine that awkward conversation? Yeah, so the household you you need to move out of the twin bed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but they were just going to be there for a week or two while the house closed, That's, right? Right. All right. Chris Hayes on. Chris Hayes of NBC uh MSNBC fame comes on at the top of the show to tell us to tell Luke that he's wrong about Volkswagen. I uh
1: what he's I think Chris was Chris was um wrong about the population in general. What what Chris is speaking for is people like Chris who are better people than us than most of us. So yes. he's very he's very aware of every issue uh, of of everything that that has gone into this whole fraud situation and he he does all the research and whatever research he can't do I'm sure he has someone do for him but the average guy who's going to you know walk onto a car lot today Hasn't read all that stuff. They want a car.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Chris knows that if he bought a Volkswagen TDI, so it's
1: volts Volkswagen, volts Volkswagen, because that's easier he to say.
0: It, if he parked it out in front of the Park Slope Food Co-op in Brooklyn, oh god, and went in to do his volunteer hours, and then came back out, he'd get a lot of side eye.
1: Yeah, yep, a lot of oh, now a I, lot of people standing there in their mandals, just throwing shade on him and his TDI.
0: I want to believe that Chris is right. I want to live in a world where Chris is right. And I guess I'll just leave it at that. What
2: I was thinking the whole time he was talking, and, you know, everyone knows my love for him. He's on my laminated list. Um, Is that I can either not drive a TDI or I will not throw away butt wipes into the toilet. I cannot do
1: both. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But those those are his two causes. You've gotta pick one.
1: <laughs> Man, he should run for office someday with that sort of platform. <laughs> those two platforms. Yeah.
0: I would love to see Larry David play him in a debate. <laughs> a, an email from a listener uh who has a TDI who feels cheated.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Uh from the People's Republic of Cambridge, which is always a phrase I'm happy to hear <laughs> thrown out. Hayes also talks about the Cubs and TBTL sponsors and in fact we've done a lot of talking about Chris Hayes already but maybe rather than diving into it more we should just take a minute now and and play the clip
3: okay so let's um let's get down to the nitty gritty here which is that uh you i guess and by the way many of the listeners chris so you're in um once again you're 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 sort of with the with the majority here or the plurality anyway um what, how am I wrong about this idea that I think I said, I think most people, however, you know, they might say to their friends, oh, that's not cool. What Volkswagen did. If there was a Volkswagen car that they could afford that they liked, they would probably still buy it. Why, why, why do you feel I'm totally wrong?
4: So let's start. I'm an optimist. So I like to see glass half full. So let's start with where you're right. Okay. <laughs> you, you, are, you are right. You are right in that. I think you are correct in, in, in saying it is not people's social conscience, however deeply they feel it for the vast majority of American consumers will not drive their consumer decisions, particularly when we're talking about a car, I'm particularly you're talking about like the scale of that we're talking about, you know, the amount of cars Volkswagen sells. Right. So I think that's correct. Um, broadly but here is the issue first of all just to be clear about what the problem with the volkswagen is it's not ozone, and it's not actually anything remote, like, that abstract about the environment, although, of course, uh, nitrous oxide is the pollutant that they have essentially been, like, uh, cheating the emissions tests on. You know, nitrous oxide is the stuff that makes acid rain, first of all. Second of all, it's an air pollutant that actually causes humans a huge amount of problem, right? So estimates about the just the extra amount of nox nitrous oxide, put into the atmosphere just by those Volkswagen clean diesel cars from 2008 to 2013, probably caused between five and 27 premature deaths a year. And that's wow. because air pollutants are massively dangerous. Uh, the reason that we regulate them so, so uh, closely, the reason that we have this entire emissions regulatory regime where you you know put the car on the treadmill essentially and you test it is because it really messes people up and and China you know the the the, the residents of any chinese major city can attest to that so it's not really like a like i tend to also have a form of environmentalism or a form of kind of urban Um, Crankiness about anything crunchy or granola, or like we can't do this because of the pelicans. But like, forget all that. Like, there's actual, there's actual. Don't bring the New Orleans basketball
3: team into this.
4: (laughs) (laughs) There's actually like tangible human costs uh, to the pollutants that are being put in the air here. So that's, but that's the first thing, right? So you can respond to that if you want, but that's not actually the reason anyone's not going to buy the car.
3: Well, well, yeah, okay. So you just said what I was probably going to offer as my response, which is. Um I well first of all I get, I obviously w- didn't really realize the severity of the situation but the very fact that um I didn't know about that till you told me makes me wonder if my theory isn't somewhat sound which is not that it isn't dangerous but just that most people don't really right. know and it won't really impact their decision making.
0: Right so
4: here's the reason I think that's not true. You know uh, the ca- the a car an automobile is by far the most dangerous Thing that anyone owns, uh, even if you own a lot of guns. I mean, a car can really do a tremendous amount of damage. And
3: you What own, about my gun you, car?
4: Your gun car is, you, know, you are one of the rare people in the Bay City who drives around <laughs> in a gun car.
3: Yeah. And yeah. I think it's well,
4: part of the reason that, that your neighbors have been yeah. a little anxious about the move-in. I, but,
3: as I always say, when gun cars are outlawed, right. only podcasters <laughs> will have gun cars. <laughs>
4: So you're gun car aside and obviously you're you're the you know, you're one of the notorious bad boys of podcasting, you don't care about safety. But most you know uh, when you buy a car, it's this complicated bit of engineering. Like, I have, I, I was making a decision between buying a Prius and buying a clean diesel, one of the liar cars, as my friend who owns one calls it. <laughs> I saw my friend in Chicago who bought a clean diesel, and at, at the end of the, our get together, he's like, Well, guess I'm just going to pack my family into my liar car made of lies.
1: <laughs>
4: and so that actually, that's the problem. The reason the Volkswagen has a problem is you have to trust at some level that this company that's engineering this massively complicated and dangerous device in which you will ride yourself, carry friends and family, like my four-year-old and my one-and-a-half-year-old riding my car every day, that they are not so depraved that they will defraud you explicitly to essentially try to game the system. Because if they're willing to do that on emissions, like, are they going to do that on brake pads? Are they going to do that on auto collision? Are they going to do that on airbags? Like, you have to trust that the company is not essentially fundamentally corrupt and fraudulent to get into their vehicles. And so I think, like, forget social conscience or anything. I think Volkswagen will have a massive problem. Because if they're willing to lie about that, like, and, and the fact of the matter is... There is a huge history of car companies doing exactly that, like literally engineering unsafe cars, knowing that they are unsafe, lying about the fact they're unsafe, putting them on the road and killing tons of people. This is this. That's what unsafe at any speed. The Ralph Nader classic is going to say this
3: really undermines my forthcoming book. Totally safe at every speed. At every that speed. ice Gun. couldn't work.
4: Gun cars, colon. totally safe at yes. every speed. A possible show title. Wow, you <laughs> win the
3: show title today, Chris.
4: So, so that's, that's why I actually – and, again, I don't think this has anything to do with anyone's, like, social conscience, environment, the atmosphere. Like, who cares? That's not what people are talking – most consumers are – you are correct. Most consumers are not thinking about that. But just your average consumer, particularly anyone buying a car for a family, which is – this is a station wagon, largely, that we're talking about, right? Like, they make these cars, these TDI clean-D's, a lot of them are for families. A lot of them are – station. they have the Jetta wagon version of it. It's really hard for me to see someone being like, yeah, like, they, you know, they lied about this, but, you know, I trust them still. Like, why would you trust these people? They, it's not just like, and it wasn't just a small lie. It was a systemic level of fraud inside the organization in which dozens, hundreds, thousands of people had to get together and be like, let's actually go in and engineer a thing that that, that lies and deceives. Like, let's put extra work It wasn't like, oh, we're midway through the engineering process and we've discovered there's this glitch. Let's cover up the glitch. It was, let's put in an extra glitch and then cover it up. And the amount of, like, just the depravity of that inside an organization or a company is so intense that I just think it's got to make you question whether you can just trust their vehicles.
3: Well, listen, Chris, it's clear you have not given this a lot of thought. (laughs) <laughs> so I would recommend you just take some time, mull it over a little bit, and then let us know where you land.
0: All right, all right.
4: That's just my that's my two cents. I had to, I'm sorry that I'm 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 I'm, I'm uh, filibustering here. I'm that, that basically that I'm reconstructing from memory what I said to my phone walking down
1: Seventh <laughs> Avenue in Brooklyn today.
3: Well, let me let me uh, mention, Chris, that uh, again, some of our listeners who have these cars seem to very much be in line with you. Listener JR said, We bought a TDI, which was uh, my third VW after a 73 Bug and a 90 Golf, because of fuel mileage and green profile, and I feel completely ripped off. I'm also pissed off about the short term health consequences. It's not about long term ozone layer issues. You can probably hear in the background, Rudy is also worried about short term health consequences of being in this garage. Um, It's not about long-term ozone layer issues, though those do exist. It's about whether my kids get asthma now. I don't foresee us ever buying another V-dub. I suspect the other 1,000 or so of us in the People's Republic of Cambridge, Massachusetts, feel similarly. Uh, What if V-dub knowingly dumped toxic chemicals in your drinking water? It's not that different. So that's, you know, that's one person who's essentially saying exactly what you're saying, Chris.
4: Well, and I think there's also a degree of, like—there's also a degree of, like— of humiliation, like, this company humiliated people. Like, it, it like, successfully lied to them, and they bought the car in good faith. And there's, I think was almost, like, a personal insult to your honor that is, that is at stake. Like, you know, if you bought a house, and then it turned out that, like, you know, not only that it turned out the house had termites, but it's worse than that. It turned out the previous owner had intentionally put termites in mm-hmm. to chew away the wood so it, right. would, like, look a little nicer. <laughs> you would be you know, and then that's. But there is also an, there's an, another
3: house. There is also an undercurrent of, and I don't mean to blame the victim here; I really don't. But there is also an uh, there is a connection with, like, sort of. Um, I don't want to say smug because that's very pejorative, but like thinking you are doing the right thing and probably totally, feeling a little yeah. bit good about yourself, and then finding yeah. out it was quite the wrong thing. I bet you that's an extra level of being resentful
4: exactly because a lot of that consumer base for that car are kind of conscientious consumers because you know when i was i when i literally put into google like okay i want to buy a you know a new car and i want to get the best gas knowledge possible it's it's it was the prius or the tdi clean diesel those those are the options um and that's partly expense and partly just you know wanting to cut down on carbon emissions but so yeah the, there's also the fact that that the the kind of customer pool th- these are not ford f150s right but the 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 customer pool that they're drawing from you know, uh, is is you know, there's a lot of them in Cambridge or Berkeley or Brooklyn, um, and those people are going to take this as a particular front.
3: I think. Right. Um, well, you've made your point, and I think you've made it eloquently. Um, although we all know you're just here to talk about the Cubs. Um, can you believe they're leaving that home run ball on top of the scoreboard? That's a great Isn't that not the coolest I was just, thing?
4: I was just <laughs> just looking at that video, I, the best part of that—I I, I wish I had the sound told here. There is a part in the live broadcast, live broadcaster yesterday when he, when Kyle Schwerber, Cubs rookie, was called in the second half of the season, who, who comes in at around five ten, about three hundred and fifty. I mean, the guy is like a yeah. freaking tank,
3: built like um, a brick shit house.
4: Yes, he is unreal. He just absolutely crushed this ball to right field, and. Two great things happen in the live broadcast. One, the the shot is shaky because the stadium is is shaking, yeah. and two, one of the broadcasters is like, "What did we just see?" said <laughs> something like that. Like, it's Like, "What is this?" And I'm thinking, and I got to see. I was in Pittsburgh for the wild card game where he hit a ball into right field. Similarly, that went that left the stadium and went into the Allegheny River. Um, literally into the Allegheny River which is i think only happened a few times since they built that park.
3: Yeah, it's i mean the cool thing is that the ball nobody could figure out where the ball went. It turns out it just stayed it like hit the Budweiser the sign top. and yeah. landed on the top of the scoreboard and so then the the Cubs sent someone up to get the ball and then got up there and verified it was actually the right ball and then just said, "Eh, we're leaving it there till the playoffs are yep. over." So There's just like it's like they put the ball on a spike outside of uh, the city in Game <laughs> exactly. of Thrones. Anyway, all right. Well, listen, Chris, exactly I, you, 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 you make you make good points, my friend. Oh, do you, did you have something else you want to say?
4: Oh no, just I'm I'm excited about the Cubs. Uh, continue to love the podcast. Keep keep doing your thing. I'm 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 noticing a lot of. I don't want to get into. I don't want to get too meta or, or or too on our media. Boom, bomb bomb. But, <laughs>
3: but
4: um. But you guys, you guys, whoever's uh, working in the ad department uh, over there at APM uh, is 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 kind of killing it. You guys uh, they have a healthy healthy load of ads these days, and I say that as someone in the business who, who rather than some consumers like, oh, there's too many ads, and like, awesome, good, this is good, I like this.
3: Well, Chris, if you uh, if you need some me undies, we can hook you up. <laughs> yeah. All right.
4: Well, actually, yeah. I need something – I've been having this particular problem is that I need someone – I need to shave my underwear somehow. And I'm wondering if there's any kind of product <laughs> that I can <laughs> – Yeah. And, but, but, I, but the thing is I need – I go through them a lot. So what I need is some kind of product where like once a month someone's going to send me a,
3: an underwear shaving kit. <laughs> okay. I, I know a guy that will do that. His name's Dustin. I met him at the <laughs> yeah. Greyhound station yesterday. <laughs> Uh, so anyway alright well Chris thanks man we appreciate <laughs> right. you uh, taking time out of your day to explain why I was wrong um, and you are <laughs> Any, I think anytime, you did Luke, so anytime alright thanks all right, man guys. Bye. bye
2: about the Cubs I don't care if they win I, I don't care about baseball at all I do want them I mean I take it back I do want them to win only because of the Back to the Future 2 how that was predicted that they would win in the movie <laughs> oh that's the only reason I care
0: you're not sick of Back to the Future shit in 2015
2: yet. Well, it will be done, like at the end of the year. All right,
0: right? Yeah, I guess. You know, I I sort of have always had a soft spot for the Mets, even though they ruined the Red Sox chances in '86. But um, so I'm having tr- trouble with this. Let's date this episode as much as possible. Yeah, <laughs> this-
2: I don't. I don't care. About any of the other teams, I don't even know who's in the running. I don't even know if the World Series is currently happening. I just want the Cubs to win because of Back to the
1: Future. They they need to have you on uh, TBTL Extra Pointless for baseball talk, Christy, because I think you might know more about sports than they do.
2: <laughs> yeah, I let's just. I texted Mike just... the other day and said I'm at a sports bar and there's something happening on the screens about baseball. Can you explain what's happening? <laughs>
1: Yeah, but and hey. He did. <laughs> back to this clip though. Um mm-hmm. I believe Chris is kind of making fun of the guys and all their new sponsorships because mm-hmm. just over the last couple of weeks it's they're they're playing like back to back to back sponsorships and I think um Chris is just poking some general fun at the different kinds of <clears throat> different kinds of sponsors they have like the the Meundies and the and the Harrys mm-hmm. and, and all that but um, you know, watch your own ads there on MSNBC guy. There's a lot of that, uh, Viagra <laughs> lady tossing the football around in the bedroom, you know, it's, you, right.
0: you, I've been trying to figure out what, what team she likes <laughs> and those colors don't match any team college or professional that I can think no,
1: of. She does look a little bit like a clean shaven Jay Cutler though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, this is just, every time I see a kid, like a, a little kid wearing a a shirt that just says like football. soccer yeah. or football yeah, Right. I'm like i'm so glad you love
1: sport right
0: <laughs> that's all those commercials because they can't affiliate with a specific team and even if they could they wouldn't want to alienate the people who the the Kenny Chesney fans so you have to sort of go greek on it yeah. go like, like on what it, are but,
1: you trying to say yes. about the lions dude like we need boner pills <laughs> 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 yes <laughs>
0: I don't know. That's Sanders. He's something. Um, oh,
2: it's so dreamy.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, he, I think he meant it sincerely when he said, you know, hey, good on you having all these sponsors. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing for the show. But yes, uh, something about needing to shave his underwear. I don't think it was executed particularly yeah, well. Yeah,
1: I didn't quite get it. I guess, I guess if you go like three days without a shower and you're determined not to shower anymore, you might need to shave some of the mold off your, off the area that touches your prize.
0: Oh, oh. oh. That's so gross. Yeah, you know, if nothing else, this is a nice break from us talking about Pesca. So thank you, Chris A's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew tries to make Luke feel better about life in the garage. And so he describes his high school experiences drinking black label beer, smoking Marlboro mediums, and living <laughs> the punk rock life. Mm.
2: This got my 1994 Christie very excited.
1: Sure, sure. <laughs> your checkered pants, your yes. uh, sli- sleeveless uh my uh, flannel turtleneck. overalls, yes. <laughs>
0: Mike <laughs> My McCauley's hats, stupid hats. On <laughs> 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 to our top story. Uh, our top story is essentially that we're getting a drop in visit from former circus ringmaster Cameron Esposito, who was charming and delightful, mm-hmm. uh, so much so that we didn't need a real top story. She was great. Yeah, she should come on more often. Yes, I don't. Um, I don't know if. if I like when, when people drop in just for one segment. I think it's kind of a nice way to do those kinds of cameos. And rather than saying, come on, and we will interview you, it's just come on and bullshit with us for mm-hmm, 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. It's a nice format.
2: I like yeah. when they do that with Andy Haynes, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, emailer talks about having borrowed a jockstrap following <laughs> up with the locker room prives talk of the week. Mm. And Cameron uh, knocks that out of the water with her story of being a young and extremely confused lesbian in the locker room.
1: Yeah. I thought the most interesting part of her story was um, that she would take credit for being chased uh, by not having sex with her uh, football player boyfriend. Yeah.
2: I like when she said, Oh, this is supposed to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like
1: the right. best Catholic ever. <laughs> right. I have no desire to have sex with this boy.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh this was extremely enlightening for me, uh, thinking about my high school relationship. But um, I'll spare everyone the
1: details there. <laughs> Bobby would put on the full court press and uh, and get nothing? Is that is that what we're saying here?
0: We're waiting for marriage. Uh, <laughs> there's a weapons display in the Cleveland airport of everything that's been confiscated. I need
2: to go to Cleveland uh, to see this.
0: I need someone to go to Cleveland and take a picture yes, of this. Please. <laughs> I'm not going to Cleveland for the uh, Cleveland. I take Cleveland's a fine city. I've been to Cleveland. I was unimpressed by the rock and roll hall of fame. Uh, there is a scary bus station. I think that's actually the extent of my memories of Cleveland. Uh, but yeah, somebody, we need a picture of this. I want to see it. I want to see a mural of tweezers and two inch long Shit. Swiss army knives. Yeah. And, <laughs> and
1: uh souvenir size Sorts. Louisville slugger bats. <laughs>
0: um see it's kind of a weird thing because i don't know if i want to walk around cleveland unarmed Mm. so
1: yeah good point but when you when you when you're about to fly away i think they should just have a big bin where you can drop your weapons in there say you're safe now
0: or just have a pawn shop next to the airport maybe pick up pick up enough money to buy some drinks on the plane hey that's a transition let's talk about plane drinking (laughs) uh i'm for it (laughs) I think you guys know that, mm-hmm. uh, especially on long flights like the six hour Boston to Seattle and back mm-hmm. flight that is plenty of time to reach euphoria and then come back down and then the hour it takes to get your rental car is enough time to sober up
2: mm-hmm. i'm I'm not a fan of it i'm I'm a fan of no one drinking any kind of liquids on a plane because I hate using the bathroom and I hate people making me get up so that they can use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's why I choose the window seat, even though I don't care and I I would prefer to have it closed. But I don't want to be bothered with your bladder issues.
1: I usually do not drink on planes. The one exception, one time I got really drunk on a plane was when uh, my brother and I went to the Super Bowl in Detroit. And we we got to the airport at like 7.38 in the morning. It was a chartered flight and we got on and the, the um, flight attendant said... Don't worry, we've stocked double the amount of liquor for this flight that we than we normally stock. We will not run out. So, of course, we ran out about South Dakota, and everyone was <laughs> hammered.
0: Well, that's a challenge. I mean, when somebody <laughs> says that to you at the start of the flight,
1: yeah, and and it, since this was a, it was an old, it was an old plane, and it was really, it was really crowded. And my brother and I um, were sitting on either side of. Uh, This woman who was was larger as well. My brother's a big guy and I was much bigger then. And we could barely move our arms. We were almost having to pour our drinks into each other's mouths because our arms were crossed from from being so in such tight quarters. But God damn it, we were determined to get hammered. We're going to Detroit for the Super Bowl, for God's sake. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to arrive sober. And we were the first charter to arrive. And the press was there to greet our drunk asses. And we were on the news that night in Detroit.
0: Really? Did your little motorcycles fit in the overhead <laughs> compartments?
1: Uh, no, they had one of those racks on the nose. Oh, good,
0: good, just like a city yeah. bus. Uh, that's what you get when you charter. It's important to note. You know, I love to drink in a plane, but I, I'm a like an Irish coffee drinker most of the time mm. on flights. Bailey's and whiskey and coffee, because that's the classy man's Red Bull and vodka, right? Mm. I mean, it gives me enough energy that I can.
2: But then does that make awake. you have to
0: poop? No. Okay. Not not so Im- immediately that I ruin my flight. Right. right, Okay. I guess I just, you know, I, I have control. Well, I, guess. I say
1: I'm not, it's not for me,
0: but I say enjoy.
2: Yeah. Anytime you well, have to poop on a plane is the worst day you've ever had.
0: I don't know who's picking me up at the airport next month, but keep that in mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, and this actually is a great transition into... Sarkeesian, uh talk. Never heard uh, of him. <laughs> uh, this is not a sports show, Mike. Do you want to do 30 seconds on Steve Sarke? Yeah,
1: I'll just say it was my tweet that inspired Luke to to talk about his issues with his feelings on Sarkisian and now how he's turned from despising the man to having sympathy for, for him and wanting him to get his life back together. I agree with that. As a man, I would like to see him get his life back together and, and do something positive. But I, not be on the Seahawks? But, I yeah, I don't want anything to do with him. I, mm-hmm. I don't need to be involved in his rehabilitation. And I'm just glad I finally found um, a nickname for him. Cuddy Sark. Cuddy Sark, ha! good one. <laughs> Alcoholism is not funny. No. It's
0: not I mean it's that. serious business. Uh, and I feel bad for Sark and and uh you know, if the Seahawks want to hire him as a special assistant to the conditioning coach or mm. um a bar back a specialized long snapper <laughs> scout. He, I
1: mean he wasn't a bad coach. No, he was more right? just he was a good recruiter, a human mascot. So so and I think part of him being a good recruiter is because he was a partier. You know, and mm-hmm. like there right. are some there are some guys that are good recruiters because they get in with the parents. Uh I think he was one of those guys who was a good recruiter because they're like, hey, this guy com- the- comes drunk into the huddle. I mean, but there are also, no like, rules can here. I,
2: can I tell you that I have insider background on this situation? Oh yeah. Um, because my former boss was a um alumni and got invited to all these parties. He also really knew how to network with the rich old guys Mm -hmm. he would they would throw the all these big fundraisers and he was really really good at it and raised tons of money Mm -hmm. during his time what i hated was that the the little whatever the line the tagline was always bark for sark Mm. and i just need to say no to that that's a hard no
0: (laughs) i have to put a hard no on fireball shots Yeah,
2: but that's him appealing to the young people. That's what Mike said, right?
0: That's right. All those high school seniors. He's not
2: choosing Fireball when he's shame drinking at home or in his car or whatever. He's he's doing that because like, hey, guys, let's all do some shots. Are we still doing
1: Goldschlager or what? Yeah, right. Right. So
2: Fireball is the new Goldschlager, Jägermeister. It's the safe shot that everyone can take and usually enjoys
1: yeah rumplements so they bring <laughs> was, they yeah. would bring yeah, a tray weird. they'd bring a tray over to the huddle during timeouts and everyone would just mm-hmm. you know knock one back and
0: gate gatorade bottles full of fireball <laughs> yeah.
1: sometimes i think michael Us. bennett is drunk when he's playing i i don't know why I, every time he jumps off off sides i'm like how high are you <laughs> do you know what team we're on yeah. <laughs>
0: Mostly unrelated, but I usually think Kel Ripkin is drunk while he's uh, doing color for the
1: well it's like they have Marty to wake Popinus. him up every every fifteen minutes to say something it's-
0: <laughs> uh Thursday nineteen seventy a disquieting disarray. Luke is thoroughly distracted by Twitter moments on his phone, thinking that people are talking about him, but they're not <laughs> also
2: <laughs> I loved that. <laughs>
0: Uh, just telling it like it is also mentions the the phrase netflix and chill i'm not sure he understands fully that phrase i don't
2: think he knows what that means
0: (laughs) yeah uh andrew lets us know that he is wearing long pants which makes me wonder about all the days he didn't tell us he was wearing long pants Mm. and um we actually spawned an entire conversation about dress code because luke has been wearing sweat shorts consistently Mm.
1: bad look
2: i i don't I don't fault him on this. If you've ever had to remodel or, I mean, basically gut a house or do any kind of stuff like that for him to dress up just to change back into those clothes. That that's ridiculous.
0: Well, yeah, no, I get that, but, but I, you know, when I get home from work, if I'm in for the night or whatever, uh, I pretty much immediately dive into gym shorts, tight pants, a t-shirt, but I, I have that outfit. Like if I'm going back out into the world, I don't wear this to the store. Like I don't fault Luke for wearing sweatshorts or whatever the hell he wants while he's doing the reno. But like mm-hmm. keep a clean pair of jeans and a button down in the car or in a clean room or don't go out like that. That's just embarrassing.
1: Especially if your wife has been scraping tar paper off the floor all day. Let's right. Let's give her a little well, treat. Let's put on to- some clothes.
2: <laughs> well I need to know is she um wearing dresses or nice clothes too after she scrapes the tar? Oh, who cares? She, she like
1: she makes anything look good. I mean, come on. That's exactly. True. That's true.
0: And this is the age of active wear. So even if she's wearing, you know, black yoga pants and a tank top or something, that's perfectly acceptable. Uh I'm noticing in Meredith's notes, and she's not here today, Mike, do you want to steal this or um Is it not interesting for you if it's not defended?
1: Mm, Let's see. uh, No, I don't. I don't get the reference. Oh no!
0: Just just that she thinks that sweatshorts are still better than cargoes.
1: Oh, oh, Mm -hmm. well, I don't agree with that. I mean, is it probably better to look at? But um, try carrying your phone, your wallet and your keys around in your sweatshorts or even the basketball shorts that I use for tonight pants. Yeah, it's 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 a hassle. So if you're going to go out in the world wearing some, some shorts, cargo shorts are not flattering. I don't think I look good, but hey, you know, I'm
2: going to come out with a line of uh, clothing that's a spin off of cargo shorts. Mike, so I might need some, some of your feedback on what's good and what's bad.
1: Yeah. And, And you never know when you're going to be asked to deliver some cargo. So that's right. also a reason. Right. Well, mine's going to be a line of clothing for geocachers. Oh God! I if you start talking about geocaching and and uh, metal detecting and all these Jeremy things, I'm this interview is over because <laughs> hashtag metal hounds, um, metal
2: nerds. I just like to go back at them and say hashtag metal nerds because they do
1: not like it. Oh, uh, I I would as a nerd, I would be offended by calling them. metal nerds uh
0: there is a passing george brett mention Mm -hmm. nothing makes me happier there's a reason why that cat roll cassette tape from forever ago ended with who's the pitchers in this game that audio of george brett shitting himself the story might be one of my favorite things ever Well, now
1: i mean because the royals are still in the playoffs they show George Brett in the owner's box at least five or six times a game. And I'll be, I'll have it on with the sound off and I'll look up and I'll go, Oh yeah. There's a guy who shit himself. That's every time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> These crafts just came in. Um, Luke mentions for people who don't know the audio for some strange reason, uh, black bucks, no socks, which is George Brett describing his outfit at one point. I believe it's jeans, blue jeans, black bucks, no socks. <laughs> uh, and Black Bucks, No Socks, actually the name of one of my fantasy football teams right now. So, so I appreciate it. And, and that, that team, to be uh, fair,
1: is kind of shitting itself.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. But our logo is a picture of crabs now. Ah, so, ah.
1: Shout, yeah. shout out to Barb.
0: Uh, that's right. Facebook listener asks, is Luke saying Volkswagen? <clears throat> and not Volkswagen? Uh, which is an excuse to tell the Hawaii mm-hmm. joke. Hawaii? Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you. I don't remember how we got to how many Vietnam vets does it take to change a light bulb, but you weren't there, man.
1: Um, Let me stop for a second. Okay. Andrew, he did the right thing. He pointed out the Volkswagen thing. He was noticing it. We were all noticing it. Someone wrote about it on the Stens page. Um, and, and I'm glad he said something, and I'm glad we're getting that corrected because there's probably going to be a lot more Volkswagen talk. And it's not harder to say Volkswagen than Volkswagen. In fact, I think it's easier. But, Andrew, let's let's work on get and getting. This is driving me out of my mind. I don't know about anyone else because he used to say get and getting, and now it's always get and getting. And his Ohio hick is just bubbling up out of the ground. Yeah, it is.
0: Well, I think he's getting nostalgic for garage time. <laughs> right. And, right. And mowing his 18 acres of lawn. Right. And uh how, now
1: does it did it have a, a real nice turn radius to get around the above ground pool?
0: <laughs> you just have to be careful with the weed whacker when you go around the edges, because yeah. if you slice that thing open, it's gonna take a lot of duct tape.
1: Yeah. Not again.
0: Uh speaking of pool maintenance, actually, Luke talks about Burbank Springs, how it used to have a pipe organ, uh, apparently a growing operation in the attic. <laughs> which i don't know why you'd tell anyone about the grow up in the attic yes. why you wouldn't just discreetly set it back up yes. again i don't even this is the, I don't the even most partake. interesting
2: house ever
0: yeah Yes. there's it is. a
2: pool where with a really long fence that the neighbor gets to use there's a <laughs> pipe organ built in there's was was ta- tarred tar paper um just everything is very interesting.
1: He should put that pipe organ back in and and then recreate his his youth of wanting to go to pizza and pipes.
2: <laughs> yes, but he needs a bubble machine.
1: They are remodeling
0: the kitchen so there's no reason you couldn't put a pizza deck yeah, in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes.
0: Um so Luke's house and our house, my house that we bought a year and a half ago, about the same age. Uh ours is much less fancy. It's just a simple four bedroom cape, but they're both from about 1950. He said 1950s. I think I've seen it elsewhere. i mentioned that it was also like 1950, 1951. And we we're, were going through a lot of the same things. We ripped down to the studs, our entire second floor. And so I feel bad for him on one hand. Uh, but on the other hand, it's just sort of what you do. You know, they'll survive. Um, that goes back to the clean clothes thing. Our second floor was ripped up for the better part of a year. And I don't think I ever went out in construction dust sweatshorts. Mm-hmm. Um, it cost them $800 to get their pool cleaned. But to be fair, that included the airfare flying out a pool yeah. boy from Bellingham, from Bellingham Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. That's That'll get
1: you. That's how they get you. But um,
2: the, so pools, I think I said this when he started. Pools and boats are just black holes, money oh, pits.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, he should just drop both of those boats or all three of them or however many he has into that pool, stomp it down, pour concrete in and call it Mm -hmm. a day.
2: I don't know how much they, I don't know if they've tried to get homeowner's insurance yet, but adding a pool just triples the amount of insurance that you have to have. Because technically in the state of Washington, if that old dude jumps over the fence without their permission and swims in there and drowns, they're liable. Mm Mm-hmm so just say no to pools
0: top story is uh tbtl 2k tickets are on sale it's a pre-sale they fumbled the code for the sale (laughs) i don't Um, know if they did well someone somewhere did did. and luke whether or not anyone realized it or acknowledges it blows the pre-sale the whole point was to get people to sign up for the newsletter and then luke just says the code on the show (laughs) um and then we get into best of western washington talk uh I believe TBTL has won best local podcast three times now. And um, I think it's time to pass the torch.
1: Yeah, Uh, it is.
0: Luke talks about how, uh, how did this come in? He starts rambling (laughs) and then talks about how, if your kid was into rhythmic gymnastics, you would be an expert at rhythmic gymnastics. I
1: I like the analogy. I I tracked it. Uh, What he was trying to say was, Like say I had a son and I'm into football, basketball, baseball, and I tried to get him into those things and he got, you know, he played and he was okay. But then one day he came home from school and he'd, he'd been doing rhythmic gymnastics in PE and he was the best at it. And he said, can we sign up for this league down at the Y or whatever, this team down at the Y Mm -hmm. and I would sign him up. And if he was amazing at it, we would get into it. It's the one thing that he could really win at, and that is mm-hmm. the podcasting award for Luke Luke wants to be more famous than he is. Luke wants to be uh, if not the next garrison Keeler, the next Tom Bergeron, or something like that and <laughs> right. that may not happen for him, you know if he keeps showing up unprepared for the bankers' conference it's mm-hmm. you know those will be black marks against him. But what he can do and what he can win, what he can achieve is Best of Western Washington podcast. And he has done it. And, you know, now we would like to bask in, in some of that uh, rhythmic gymnastics glory. Uh, so please vault us to the, to the top of this. I think we've gone from, you know, the seventh page to like ninth place in a day and a half, two days. So that's good progress. But, you know, Christy wants to win more than anyone. She's got her little <laughs> ribbon that she wants to run around and twirl. You know, mm-hmm. she's got some cartwheels she wants to turn. Um, we, I will make it into a T-shirt and wear it all the time. Yeah. A plaque. <laughs> yep.
2: It's I- not even a plaque. We keep saying plaque. It's literally a piece of paper, and sometimes it's framed. Yes. I don't know if that's the business doing it or if <laughs> – or if they well, if you to can,
0: her. if you can take the time to frame a picture of Jeremy in his hay bale pose, mm. I think we can buy you a frame for your best of Western Washington podcast certificate. Well,
2: no matter what, if we're in the top ten, I say we make ourselves a a certificate.
1: <laughs> I like top it. ten. Maybe Aiden can make. Do we it for get
0: us. a Do we get a conversation here about what we would do if we were rich? Because yes. the note that Bill Belichick doesn't go to the grocery store. <laughs> Mm -hmm. spawned this conversation uh if they were rich luke would not go grocery shopping andrew would neither of them would fly coach ever again Uh, luke says that he would relocate all of the poor people out of his neighborhood was funny but i'm not sure that other than the disco party next door i'm not sure there are a lot of poor people in his neighborhood no that's a nice
1: nice neighborhood christy is there what would you never do again
2: i agree so i agree with the grocery store because I hate it. Whether you go and you're super hungry and you make terrible choices or you're really full and then you say I'm not going to eat at all this week. Um I hate everything about it. I hate meal planning. I hate everything. What I'd like is someone to grocery shop and to make all my food in the way that I wish that I would eat right. for that week. Right. And then I also I mean, going to pick up, you know, just like side snacks, that's fine. But I just don't like the grocery store.
0: So you want someone to do the heavy lifting on meal planning mm-hmm. and prep, yep. but you still want to be able to go grab a bag of all dressed potato chips. Yes. I like that compromise. Well, I can get behind that actually.
2: Not even just about snacks is we like to go people watch at the Winco at about midnight. <laughs> so it's more about that. I don't want to be banned from mm-hmm. Winco trips at midnight.
1: Well, my thing is, uh, for one thing, I would never shop at Ikea again. But if I'm super rich, not only would I never shop there, I would stand outside the the Ikea in Round Rock here and pay people to go away until (laughs) Ikea went out of business. (laughs) (laughs) But meatballs... Uh, I would after I ran him out of business, I'd I'd get in that freezer and get all those meatballs out of there back <laughs> back here to shake Clip Clop.
0: You get some some liquidation meatballs.
1: I'd get all that frozen those frozen meatballs and gravy and uh, and get a freezer in the garage here. Are
0: they
2: really worth it? Are they really that good?
1: They're pretty good, and the but the best part of it is they're dirt cheap. Yes. yes. You have to
2: kind of wonder about the cheap meat, right?
1: I don't care. Okay. Nay. I don't care what animals I'm eating. I mean I know I'll I'll drive that TDI and I'll eat a horse. I don't care.
2: Yeah, no, I mean I don't care because I think if you eat a cow, then you should eat a horse and a dog. Like it's all the same to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, me too.
0: Uh I yeah, I actually enjoy the IKEA experience. Me too. I love
1: building shit.
0: Yeah, and it's a lot of people watching. But how much is it
1: worth to you to just go away right now as I'm meeting you outside the IKEA? Bobby name, name your price.
0: <laughs> it's probably not that high. Okay. I mean, if I need something, then maybe it's a little bit higher, but uh, 20 bucks, okay. 50 bucks. I definitely leave for 50 bucks Here. for 50 bucks. I would definitely go just go get lunch. Somewhere. I'll just be out
1: there in the parking lot, sprinkling candy on people and getting them to go away.
0: <laughs> You're going to hard lock the Ikea. I'm hard locking
1: that fucking Ikea and round rock so hard.
0: <laughs> Let's save more. If we are a rich conversation for a slower week, we go on to sure. an email About uh, a a listener whose name and gender remains anonymous, who has a friend, uh, not a friend directly, but is playing trivia with a group of people. And a friend of a friend came to play with the group. It sounds like the connecting friend was not there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this acquaintance appears to be cheating with her cell phone under the table and some miraculously correct answers. Mm -hmm. Um, and Listener is looking for some advice from Luke and Andrew about this.
1: Why did they not come to you? I mean, come on.
0: I'm a little offended as the podcasting trivia host of the TBTL universe. (laughs) Why they didn't immediately come to us. But fear not, Listener, we will fix this for you. Um, Andrew is very concerned with the social fabric of this group.
1: (laughs) Yeah, come on.
0: And doesn't want to do anything to rock the boat too much. Whereas Luke suggests either... Pulling this person aside and being like, "Hey, maybe not so much with the phone," or telling the trivia host to to sort of bust that person or or make it a more prominent rule. Um, as many of you know, I host trivia three nights a week in Rhode Island. Come on out, come to one of my shows sometime. Um, my good friend and trivia manager boss also listens to our podcast and TBTL, so maybe she'll have even more to say about this than I do. But um, first, shitty trivia host shouldn't be an issue. If the host was any good, this wouldn't Mm -hmm. be an issue because she would have been caught already. Uh, Assuming you have a decent host who, for some strange reason, has just missed this, absolutely bring it up to the host, especially if they're a regular team. Like I go to places where I get regulars every week. I know them well. I really like them. If they came over to me and said, hey, we've got a friend of a friend who's kind of being a pain in the ass. That is exactly what I would do. I would make a stink about cell phones a little bit more than normal. Um, I might make the rules a little bit stricter. Um, I actually do this at some of my shows now because I've got a couple of people who I noticed seem to drift off for a smoke break or a bathroom break at opportune times during big (laughs) questions. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so now I just tell people they can't leave their tables until I have their answer. Um, And, you know, that's easier for me than throwing out a team because at the end of the day, the restaurant I'm working for doesn't want me to throw out an entire team. Yeah. That's a table. Right. That's a check. Yeah. So if I can find a way to solve the problem uh, discreetly, I'm going to do that. So just come talk to your host.
1: But it's but even just before some nerdy that, guy. Uh, bef- even before that, Bobby, why why didn't this person just just say, "Hey, dummy," and put it away?
0: Well,
2: so the thing is, they. My understanding is they didn't see see her on her phone. It just, she just seemed to be doing something and then had the answers, but they didn't notice because I've been on teams where someone is on their phone, not cheating, but just, you know, doing whatever. And we'll all just say, put it away, right. put it away because we're going to get yep. kicked out. I've also gone over and shamed a team that had their phone out.
0: <laughs> and, so the answer listeners to just invite Christy to your trivia night. Oh
2: yeah. But if you don't see that person doing it, how are you to know?
0: Well, it sounds like it was sort of a progression. It sounds like, oh, she seemed distracted. And then, oh, she suddenly got the answer. Right. And then her hands were under the table. Right. Mm-hmm. And when your hands are under the table for that long, it's either a cell phone or your prives. Yeah. So, <laughs>
2: either way, take it. Right. Go. Right. Just don't invite um, that person again. I just don't understand. Like if they're if they're that worried about it, then don't invite that person.
0: As a trivia host. When I'm walking around a bar or something and people are answering questions, if some idiot is on his phone, like texting with a girl Mm -hmm. or scrolling through Facebook or working on his fantasy team and all these things I see all the time, I usually just stand behind them and sort of lean over them and stare at their phone Mm -hmm. until they look up at me horrified. Yeah. And then they go, I'm not cheating. I'm not cheating. And I go, I know. Put your phone away. Yeah. (laughs) And they're usually so embarrassed at that point that, that it just stops. And so sometimes you just have to apply the right amount of pressure, you know?
2: Yeah. I once That's yelled all. at a team and said, hey, are you guys getting good cell coverage in here?
1: Yeah. and then they che- it was very <laughs> they, obvious. They shouted they out an explanation of string theory back at you and it proved yeah. that they had been <laughs> exactly. cheating.
0: Uh, let's go to Friday, 1971. Cough the calories away. Luke is at Burbank Springs. He's covered in drywall dust. Andrew is sweaty as the Dickens.
2: <laughs> How sweaty Andy is Dickens? Spr-
0: he is recovering from a midnight steak followed by a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for dessert.
1: We'll just leave it at that.
0: I hear judgment in mm-hmm.
1: Mike's side. Oh song. no. I mean, poor dining choices after midnight. I'm all behind that. It's just weird, poor dining choices.
0: I just think it's funny that we start the week and end the week the same way, which is that Luke is dirty and covered in drywall <laughs> dust. And Andrew is sweaty as the Dickens. Mm-hmm. He's got the meat sweats. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so it's all full circle this week. We talk about dessert sandwiches, followed by the awkwardness of servers asking you if you saved room for dessert.
1: Okay. Um, okay. Wait a minute. Like, Luke finds this awkward. Uh, I, I've never found it awkward. It just is what it is. Either you're going to have dessert or you're not. How is that awkward? Mm-hmm. Do you guys find this awkward? What?
2: No, what's even more awkward is when they don't ask that and you want dessert.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. Right. Which I've definitely I had, had that happen.
2: Yeah, I've. Uh, we were out to dinner and the person we were with wanted dessert. And it was just really weird because he started to bring the check. And then she's like, oh, sorry, but I kind of want a dessert. And yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. But I, I don't know why. It, oh, it's because Luke wants to please everyone. Mm-hmm. So he thinks that he's disappointing The server when he says no.
1: But let's not let Luke off the hook for his restaurant behavior in general, because (laughs) he is the guy who this was before we started doing the show. He mentioned that when he's in restaurants, he always tries to order first ahead of the older people and women, because he thought that it was polite to give them more time to think about what they wanted to order. (laughs) He said this. Do you guys remember this? I remember this. Yes. But. Is he wrong? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a terrible breach of etiquette. You always let women and older people go first.
2: Okay. I mean, I see where you... Because you can say, I'll go... You go first. Him jumping to do it. Yes, that's rude. That's what he does. Um, Yeah. Uh,
0: As a white male, age 25 to 49, I order last. last. We're last.
2: Well, what I want to do is what the server wants and if that means they go in a certain order so that they know they get the order right and it's hot less maintenance for mm-hmm. them that's the way i want okay it to go. sure but luke yeah. being in the middle and jumping up and saying that is weird
0: yeah because there's nothing more awkward than when they bring the sizzling fajita platter and put it in front of the wrong person
2: no, just because you know, especially when you are in a large party. No,
0: I, I,
1: right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah Andrew, I think a large party. Yeah, you can start start somewhere and go around. But if you are talking about uh, three or four people, what the hell are you doing, dude?
2: Yeah, that's that's. Right. W- I hate being in a large party where just a random person that's ten away from the server just starts calling out <laughs> what they want.
1: Yeah, that yep. person
2: gets served last. If i am the server, I got to teach a lesson. Mm-hmm.
0: That person also orders an appetizer, eats all of it and then puts it into the split check. Yeah. <laughs> On to Andrew asking for extra napkins in advance and being very nervous about it.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Andrew.
0: I think it's actually kind of funny. Uh just, uh just uh just make it with the napkins. Uh you can't back if we don't use them. Yeah. Yeah. Um Luke D Sign at Lowe's mm-hmm. for Halloween. A stupid yard sign. What was it? Trick or treat. Yeah. Smell my stinky, yeah, stinky I can... feet.
1: Oh, it kind of bothered me, too. I mean, me, I, too. Yeah, I can see it.
0: It's a dumb sign to be purchased by dumb people that will be thrown mm-hmm. out in November.
2: But like you said, because so, uh, this would bother me, too, this isn't the trick or treaters carrying this sign around.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So the people right. at the house are not trick or treat.
0: Right. right now, if it had been a sign about being offended by
1: smelly right. feet, mm-hmm. then he'd be yeah, on to something. Yeah, happy Halloween. Right.
2: Keep your stinky feet away.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's I have, the sign we have, I have. We have good stuff to eat, so put them right. dogs away.
0: Luke has a $500 <laughs> limit on his only credit card.
1: This is amazing. These guys are almost 40 years old, and they don't have any credit. What the F is that? Luke has credit. Well, it's, really it's just weird. bad. Well, it's really weird that he was able to
2: get multiple house mortgages, but he can't get four, five hundred dollars credit limit. Something's Christy, weird. He needs. He's to, always what? had
1: a co signer on those mortgages. Yes, yes. He's going uh, on. He's going on his lady's credit every time. He's riding on their credit.
2: Yeah. Uh, I see. Here, so. Here's the thing. He needs to apply for Alaska Airlines Bank of America credit card.
1: That's what I have.
2: Next time he's on a plane and see what happens because it's like he's going through his bank to yeah, do it. He should go yeah.
0: get a Vulture card. A Bank of yeah. America Alaska Airlines credit card is a great credit card, by the way. This episode is brought mm-hmm. to you by Alaska Airlines and Bank of America. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I guarantee Capital One would give him a credit card. This,
1: No doubt. You know? No doubt. And Andrew said, I don't even know how to get a credit card. What the? Where, where is every
0: commercial that's that you, not for an F 150 on football <laughs> games?
2: Well, I could see Andrew doesn't need one, maybe. Yeah. But Luke, in his traveling, he's 100% right that he stays in one hotel for one night and yeah. that card's blown. Why doesn't he have a corporate right, card? PM for all card? This? Although yeah. a
0: lot of his work is yeah. piecemeal. You know. They're not right. going to give him no, a Wire I mean, credit card and a CBS Sunday morning credit card. No,
2: but Livewire should.
0: I wouldn't trust Luke with a credit card if I was a producer at Livewire.
1: <laughs> no. He'd go all Sarkeesian with it, I'm sure.
2: That was he did have a good point. Is that that he would have been in a lot worse trouble had they given him a bigger limit.
1: Well, right. one thing that he said that uh, that I, I don't know. Maybe it maybe it makes sense, but it hasn't it hasn't uh, worked out that way for me. My credit cleaned up when I was in prison. Um, I actually, cause I, when I went to prison, I owed a few thousand dollars and then, so I did my bit. And then after I was out for like five years, it had been 10 years since that debt. So the debt was gone and my credit was really good. And I have, I think I have about like 65 or $66,000 in available credit to me and I have no Mm -hmm. credit card debt. And he said that he had heard that that's bad for your credit, which it may be, but it hasn't been bad to me because my, my my credit score is almost perfect. So it's okay to go, go get some uh, available credit guys. Wow, You're gonna, you might need it someday. We should have you <laughs> file
0: for the little red bandwagon credit card. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you want to buy a house, just uh, yeah, uh, use my credit.
0: Andrew doesn't have credit as a human, according to animal shelters. Uh, Shit, He lied to get Theo because he and Veeves were right. living in different states at the time. Um, And Professor Bananas was uh, a parking lot gas station Craigslist handoff.
1: A back alley handoff. And I think the reason that happened is they went to one of the shelters and they were probably getting all the way to the end where they were actually going to get that second cat. And the last question was, so um, what are you going to name your cat? And they said, Professor Bananas. And then they just yanked the paperwork away from them. and said, (laughs) No, no kitty for you.
2: But he does have a point about these shelters is they have all these animals oh, and yeah. they're constantly posting, like, save an animal and <laughs> um, rescue. But then the criteria is crazy. I have a friend that adopted, or whatever you do, a dog that had no teeth. It had dog IBS and all the skin problems. And they wanted to come do a home visit. I'm sure. like, are you kidding me? Sure. Right. She's going to feed it. And take it to the vet. That's all you should know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The fact that she's willing to take this dog home.
0: Yes.
2: Should be you. should be paying her to take this dog off her hands. I
0: don't know
1: if they're national commercials or not, but
0: I've been seeing a lot of commercials lately for adoption of humans. And the commercials are basically, no, don't worry. Really, you're good enough.
1: Yeah, I've heard those. And I I
0: feel like that's really sad, actually. But do you
2: know... What it takes to adopt a kid—it's mm-hmm. just as bad as this, right?
0: Especially if you want a white baby from America. Well,
2: not even just that. Any it's thousands of dollars—they do extensive background, which I'm not saying they shouldn't, right? But it—it's then, then have the uh, Sarah mclaughlin like commercial for humans. i am make—I'm angry. I'm getting yeah. angry.
0: Uh, but you know, it's America, so you can still just make a bunch of babies, and you don't have yep. to have right. any money, mm-hmm. so that's okay. Uh, so you just gonna to make some kittens, uh, Theo Professor Bananas? Uh, do we want to address Luke's? Well, maybe it wasn't abortion when he was saying a bobo. I feel like
1: we need to have Meredith on for that because she was the one who, yeah, um, who really wanted to to talk about that because I wasn't sure either, but she seemed pretty convinced that he was making okay. abortion making right. light of abortion. But we can't throw that out there without right a back alley a bobo
0: could have been any number of things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> As of Friday's show, 270 tickets have been sold for TBTL 2K. None la, of la, them have been sold to Mike Frizzell. <laughs> uh a top story is a, a, a misanswered wheel of fortune, kind of weak for a TBTL top <laughs> yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the conversation didn't last very long. Yeah. Um I I imagine that the pressure, you know, mm-hmm. I always hope somebody's gonna say something right. or racist right. or
1: sexist or something. We've seen it though. I get anxiety right, when exactly. when uh, like when Luke was spelling out the puzzle. I remember I was taking the trash out and I was trying to follow along so mm-hmm. that I wouldn't get it wrong, and I was getting a lot of anxiety about that. Kind of how like when I used to listen to uh, I think it was Weekend Edition, where Will Shorts, the puzzle master, comes on and they yes. you know he does he does word puzzles. But you know if you're not sitting writing, because I'd usually be driving to my brother's house for to go watch the football games. And I have a lot of anxiety because I feel stupid because I can't quite, you know, write it down in my head to where I can see it. And I didn't really, I couldn't follow it. So I was getting more anxiety than right. Andrew was because I couldn't yeah. follow it. I couldn't get the answer.
2: Well, and I think that it's how people's brains work. Mm-hmm. It's just a different type of of uh, learning, being able to see missing letters or whatever. My dad used to always call Wheel of Fortune um, Jeopardy for dumb people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Yep. If I couldn't get the puzzles, I would just be really anxious <laughs> or like
0: yeah. just not talk about it. Yeah. Well, that's okay because that's what Tic Tac Doe is for. <laughs> that um, was a good show. <laughs> yep. It was. Uh, oh, I had a Wheel of Fortune point that I wanted to make and I completely lost it. So there you go. Oh, I was on a an elliptical at the time and I couldn't track right. the letters, not to brag. So I was not an elliptical. But um the conversation after that was about guests who get high, and Luke told some stories about live wire guests who maybe were a little too mm-hmm. out of their own heads mm-hmm. to be useful guests. And and they both agreed basically that they wouldn't get high before doing the show because they don't feel like that would be beneficial in any way to them.
1: Yeah, they're are yeah. their games are based on quick wittedness and not like longer, more philosophical like uh observations. So Like a guy like Dan Harmon has like bigger things to say, so Mm -hmm. he can get drunk or high and then you just follow him because you know he's going to get there. But their show is based on banter. I don't think it would be a good idea.
0: Uh, Luke saw The Martian and it was pretty good. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but he says he can't take Jeff Daniels seriously, Mm -hmm. to which I said, have you not watched Was anybody
2: ever
1: taking Jeff Daniels seriously?
2: (laughs) I loved The Martian so much because of like what Andrew was saying, even though he hasn't seen the movie, that it didn't fall into those. There's a stupid love story or he's doing it for his kids. Like I'll, I I really highly recommend this movie. Um, but a funny story about the newsroom is once before it even came out, we saw it being filmed um, on the streets of New York. And my Papa Q who has a small grasp of the English language started just chasing after Jeff. <laughs> Screaming, Dumb and
1: Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was my
0: favorite. (laughs) A conversation about 3D movies, 3D TV, uh, how Camaro Kev will make you watch (laughs) The Great Gatsby in 3D. (laughs) Uh, I don't really. I don't know. I've been to a few 3D movies. Doesn't Eh, help. I'm not super impressed. Whatever's
2: wrong with my eyes that make me have to wear glasses makes it so I can't see 3D.
1: Yeah, I can kind of see that. I, I, I It doesn't do much for me either because I wear, you know, pretty yeah. heavy prescription glasses and it just, I guess it doesn't penetrate or something.
2: Yeah. And then it just looks fuzzy and weird and yeah. you can tell what they filmed to make it look, oh, now this is floating in front of me. And right. I even when you're seeing a movie that was filmed for 3D, but now it's 2D mm-hmm. and you're seeing that one, mm-hmm. you can say, yeah, oh, even, that- even
1: more so, yeah.
2: That random firework was supposed to be exciting.
0: Uh, Music
1: for your weekend. Andrew,
0: look at Miss Ohio by uh, Jillian Walsh. Luke brings past lives by dive. Uh, David Burbank teased last week. Childhood's end by Pink Floyd. And Luke called it. He is is going (laughs) through that part of college. David's just, you know, we all look back on that. Remember when we thought we were cool. Uh, and listener Joe with maximum balloons, let it grow featuring mm-hmm. Karen. O, which I thought was a good song. Actually. I was impressed this week's overall playlist of music for your weekend was pretty good.
1: Yes. Well, it was lacking Motley Crue or Natalie merchant, but you know, we'll you let can't it pass. have everything.
0: Uh, and yeah. with that, let's wrap up here. Um, we're running real long. So Christy, do you have a quick archive note?
2: Yes. Join us. It's really fun. If you can't, um, uh, commit to your week, send me an email. We'll assign it to
0: someone else. I like it. And this was on the Saturday show. Maybe you didn't hear it because you don't listen to the Saturday shows, which is shame on you. The last few Saturday shows have been very good. Go back. And especially, you know, for people who've been wondering about Emily, if you don't listen to the Saturday shows regularly, Emily was on just a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. uh, and is doing well enough to still be funnier than Mike. So make sure you just dig into the archive from the last (laughs) Mm -hmm. few weeks.
2: She can still do everything better than right. Ike. Her words, not oh, ours, man. but I do agree. Is what she said. <clears throat> <Yep. laughs>
0: Find us at littleredbandwagon.com on Facebook at Little Red Bandwagon. Check there for information on our contest in our effort to rig the best of Western Washington, best local podcast voting. We need your help. If you voted for TBTL, you can change your vote. Just go change it to us. They don't need it. They don't want it. They told you to do it for us. Go do it. Personal Twitters. I'm at RL Pape. Mike, you're at Drew McFrizz. Christy, K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S. That's kissy eyes. Producer Jeremy is at Dadstronaut. And Meredith, who is hopefully with a healthy cat today, is at Meredith underscore Mayhan. There's no Y in there. It's invisible. Meredith underscore uh M-A-E-J-N.
1: I'm hoping this vet vet emergency doesn't have anything to do with the sticker she placed over her cat's butt. Oh,
0: God. Oh, Just a little backed up there. Yeah. yeah. Boy, those are some high-quality stickers. <laughs> Show Twitter's at LRB Podcast. Uh, Christy has uh, taken the reins of that from Jeremy, so there's more than free toilet paper, please, there now. Email us at <laughs> littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text at 802-432-TBTL. 8024328285. Christy, what's up on Nerd Out Loud?
2: Weird. So
1: it's, all, it's always a surprise. Gonna,
2: <laughs> yep, it's a surprise. Just tune in <laughs> when we have an episode. Tune in. And you know what? If More wedding if, talk. I'm sure there's gonna be more wedding talk. If there
0: isn't a new oh, one yeah. that tickles your fancy, just go back into the archives. Uh Nerd Out Loud. Mm-hmm. A- anything yeah. after the mid thirties or so is worth a listen.
1: Yes. <laughs> the time they had Andrew WK on was my favorite. <laughs> Hashtag party.
0: Party. with that folks Christy get us out of here and
2: until next time this is the next party and Jen never wait for cake
0: I am gonna go take a shower now nailed it
3: I think it has to be – if if we were going to try to, like, create a campaign, it seems to me like it has to be about Little Red Bandwagon. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. Because there is a podcast about our podcast. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. I Everybody that that's, should vote for that. I think that's – and then I wish the very best to all of our other friends, and I hope they get a lot of votes, and I hope that people – um, you know, that it goes, like, Little Red Bandwagon and then a tie for second place between, like, nine and other podcasts <laughs> right. that I like. I'm with you. Or I'm maybe you. a ten-way tie for first that includes Little Red Bandwagon. But I feel like <laughs> – Like, now if Little Red Bandwagon wins this year, and then, um, and then like maybe next year, then they can pass the torch. That would be their call. But like these poor bastards listen to every TBTL episode and then break it down and then have listeners on talking about it. Yeah. That's got to be the one that gets our vote, right? Yeah. They, we have to pay them with something.